0: of the Melanated Homeschools. I am your host, Eric Williams. Hope you have a good time between our last episode. Hope you're doing well and in good spirits and in good health. Uh, tonight, I'd like to hit on a quick topic of homeschooling versus distance learning. Um, I think a lot of people, when this situation with the new school year came with the covid a lot of people had the idea that they would just go into homeschool mode while still sending their children to the public schools. Not realizing that there are still guidelines and rules that they still require you to follow even though you are in your home. They still expect you to be on their time, on their schedule, dressed uh, quote unquote, appropriately and ready to learn. Rightfully so, that's what you choose when you decide to send children to public school. There's a certain standard set. I think a lot of people thought it would be more lax. It would be more, hey, we'll just go online and do it as we go and make up the rules as we see fit. And that's not the structure of public schooling. There's times to be there. There's homework assignments that are due when they are due. There's no deviating from that plan. They have their own script and their own... Curriculum that is set forth that still needs to be followed and <clears throat> done to that structure there's even parents who just had their kids just get up on their own and just get out of bed and log in and they're still in their pajamas they're eating cereal they're eating you could not do that in a normal classroom setting and these teachers are like look this is just not a free-for-all here In their mind, it's like, get up and get ready, like you'd be going to school. So they basically want you to get up out of bed, sit in front of your computer, and still sit in the classroom setting, like you're in a a, a traditional classroom environment. And the only thing that's traditional is the curriculum. You're no longer in a traditional setting. So there is an understandability that people would be a little more relaxed. One of the other issues is that the parents seem to be in on the classroom and my thing is were you in on the classroom when you were in the buildings not as much and they're getting upset and outraged at some of the things some of the teachers are saying but the teachers been saying this and doing this for years which is why the reason a lot of people choose to homeschool so now that's one of the bright sides is that people get to see really what their children are taught how the teachers truly do treat some of them and how the teachers to choose favorites and how they really run their classes and if that's good for your child or not you get to see that up close and personal whereas homeschooling again you set the tone you set the pace you set the curriculum your child does not have to necessarily be up by 8 a.m unless that's what you put into place if you don't start till 10 a.m your child doesn't have to be up till 10 a.m if your child's comfortable doing it in his jammies and he can do it and get it done and that works for you guys you can do that there's no teacher that's going to come and say hey Why are you eating cereal right now? Why aren't you in your pajamas? Or why aren't you doing this and that? Because you set the pace. You set the environment. The standard's been set since last year, last school year, or if you're just starting. You set the standard when the school year started. So there's really no surprises, no uptick of, hey, what's going on here? And I'm noticing that that has surprised not only the teachers, but the parents as well. The parents and the teachers have a separate expectation. Rightfully so, they're on two different ends of the spectrum. As a teacher, you're following what you're taught and your training and what you have expectation for a class to look like. As a parent, you're adjusting and trying to adjust and get by and still figuring out what works for your child, being that things are going to be different from them how they normally have been. So it's give and take on both sides, but that is one of the main things I noticed, that people seem to have confused. Distance learning with homeschooling. And there are a few similarities. Like, again, you're online, you're not in a physical classroom, it's computer work. But the agenda of the class and the setting of the class and the pace of the class is totally different. They're not one and the same. So just keep that in mind as you push forward and continue along. Or you have friends who are calling you and asking you or saying they don't understand. <laughs> why the teachers aren't doing this or doing that or seeing things your way you have to explain to them just let them know that homeschooling and distance learning are not one and the same their expectations are still different so just let them know that there might still be time to opt out there may not you can always pull your kid out at your discretion I'm sure there'll be time they have work they have to make up I'm sure that they've done later but just let them know that that's one of the advantages of homeschooling that you don't have to follow the curriculum to the core. You don't have to follow their schedule, their guideline to the core. And oftentimes it's more comfortable and more productive for your child. So, again, thanks for your time. Thanks for listening. Glad that you gave me your ear. Hope you hear this. And peace, tranquility, and love. Have a good night. Otherwise we continue on. It is election time, election time. Now, I know a lot of children ages, whether you're a young child or high school. We have different points of understanding what this election is all about. But I know for me we have smaller children and they're just learning what we're voting for. One of the first questions they said is, Dad, can I vote? And I'm like, yeah, you can vote. You can't vote for president, but you can always vote. You always have a vote. You always have a voice. And that's one thing that we want to teach them. growing up and moving along with that. You have a voice and your voice matters. You can vote. And they went online. They found a survey they could vote on. And I told them, hey, that's your vote. We voted on their favorite character and their favorite serial. it's still a vote. And that there's more things than just the presidency, even as far as the politics and political views. More importantly, you want to vote in your local elections. They have far more reaching for your everyday life and your community than the president ever will. And uh, as we get to older children, we want to explain that to them as well. That is not just about the president. You want to vote who's your mayor, who's your councilman, who's your, your alderman, who's on your school board things like that that affects them directly those are the people that set the curriculum and set the budgets for your school and what your school will have compared to the next town over and how they're allocating the budget are they spending all their money on police are they spending all their money on rules are you getting upgrades to your school i know in the town we live in they literally have upgraded the high school every year for the last five years and the, the out of that is voting. They vote to improve taxes. Taxes have gone up every year. Not astronomically, but piece by piece, year by year. So every year, there's a football field on the main high school. There's a new library on the main high school. There's a tech center on the main high school. And that's what it should be about. I mean, let your money and your voice be heard. Let your tax money work for you. That's what they like. That's what they felt important is here, And that's what they use it on. And they do that with their vote. So, while everyone's clamoring about who's going to be the next president, the president's holding things up and worrying about getting reelected, and people around in your local community making real change. So always keep in mind on that. If you want to explain that to your children that don't get always caught up in just the presidential election. Elections take place all the time, every two years, every four years. There's local elections. People retire; they vote to fill those seats. There's always things going on in the community that you need to be aware of and be keen on. Younger children that their voices heard from a younger age so people are saying hey you need to vote you need to speak up it's already instilled in them speak up what's your vote simple things is what do you guys want for dinner how many people want pizza how many people want spaghetti that's all voting you can explain that to them your vote your opinion sometimes you win sometimes you lose you take it gracefully you're not always going to get everything you want you want to election, you? you can vote for president President Trump, you might lose, you might want to vote for President Trump, you might win, you never know, But like you put in your opinion, you put in your say, you can see, well know you did your part, you might change, so again, that's always something you want, want to do, you can't bombard it, vote, 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 your vote matters, <coughs> yeah. and that's true to some degree, and to more degrees than others, like I said, vote for President your vote doesn't have nearly as much sway as you believe, Oakley, It's got a lot more power. And your household it's got a lot more power. Relationships got a lot more power. Universities got a lot more power. You guys as students have the right to petition. You guys have the right to talk to the presidents of the school. So again, it's about having a voice, it's not necessarily always a vote per se, but it's about having a voice understand you have a voice in life. boys heard, once starts at a young eagle, I know that they matter, and that they count, but also take the bitter with the sweet. Oh, another thing we want to go over for uh, our homeschool family here is learning to be entrepreneurs and learning to be able to use our talents and our gifts to influence our financial outcomes. I know for myself that's something that I was not really, they're taught when until I was older so I think it's important to teach our kids that as they're younger that it's not always about getting a good job you can use your own natural talents and gifts to be your own boss especially in this economy with the way jobs are falling and declining and a lot of opportunities are Have a son who loves baking he wants to be a pastry chef and he always says hey, when i get older i'm going to work here and i was like and i always tell him yeah that's good to learn but ultimately you want to run your own bakery don't you he says yeah right that makes you the boss that way you can decide what so it's always about Learning how to focus and get them to understand their empower their own power and empowering them. And that they don't always want to serve under someone.